Hey everyone, Ryan here. This week it's part one of a two-parter where we talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. Before we get into that, we also give some end-of-the-year recommendations for some comics and some TV shows. Um, even a movie is thrown in there, so enjoy this uh, first part of two parts, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. went and got my ring light because you had a whole light set up and now now this we is look we like should we, we, we should be talking about spider-man it looks like we should be talking about like nine millimeter or something <laughs> the, the nicholas cage movie nine millimeter yeah, about kitty porn <laughs> yeah i never had the pleasure the joel schumacher movie about kitty porn Oh, I thought that was Batman the guy. The guy on the set of Batman Forever that kept yelling, "We're making a cartoon." Ah, <laughs> this is episode two thirty three of the Illustrious Gentleman Podcast. We are, we are that recording. Guy's got range. <clears throat> That's Scott. I'm Ryan. He draws comics. I color comics. This is our podcast. Oh, Everything's well oiled machine. After five years, you look like you're about to hack into something in 1995 or write a manifesto. <laughs> uh, go to TigShow.com for all of your uh, illustrious gentleman needs. Are you all settled in? Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm fine. Is this too close to my face? Can you hear I it? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Oh, all right. I'm going to move it a little closer to my crotch. Yeah, it's going to be a little weird if I can hear your breathing but not feel it on my neck. It might not be the, you know, might, might be because it's so different. You're only getting half the experience. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, go to tickshow.com for all of your illustrious gentlemen needs. Um, we're going to we're going to spoil we're going to talk spoilers later, but before that we're going to do some end of year recommendations. But even before that, we're going to tell you what we're drinking. And I have a feeling I know what Scott's drinking because it's going to be the same shit he's been drinking for the last several weeks. Yes, it is. It's what I got. <laughs> yeah, I can't, can't make it down to the Circle K and pick up something else, something unique for the show. I may be done exploring <laughs> regardless of what my beanie might say right well and my my flannel shirt i'm uh <laughs> well besides that's exploring a different part of your personality i don't know maybe trickle down economics works i don't know well i did make a special trip today to a little establishment called aj's fine foods you know not just mm. aj's decent not good okay food. foods it's fine foods and I bought something I'm sure to regret, but I wanted a holiday beer. And so I got a Four Peaks Brewing Holiday Salted Caramel Baltic Porter. Oh, my God. The nose must be amazing. Mm, that's not so much. Uh, Ooh, not yet, no. though. I'm about to pour it. Maybe that'll get the bouquet going. Um, it's 8.6%, and it's from local brewery Four Peaks. No slouch. Nope. And uh, Jason P. on Untapped said, 
if you find <laughs> Jason, if you find this, but it delicious. Oh, but it is yeah. that what the kids are saying now? Is that, is yeah. that a weed thing? My, my kid, my kid today is like, Hey, dad, can you butt it me a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'd be butt me a dog. That's so cringe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even I wasn't able to uh to hit my vape pen before I went to see Spider-Man, so I hit it about 15 minutes ago. So we might be in for a treat <laughs> for the next hour or so, everybody. Uh all right, Coors Banquet for you. Uh the the beer of Sam Elliott. I need and, a soundboard uh, of him saying it. And I uh, just four, hit it every time. Four peaks holiday, eight point six percent porter. For myself. All right. So before we get into anything that uh, could upset people or even get us fired up, why don't we? Why don't we just give a few recommend end of year recommendations? Uh, even though I did, I do realize now we probably might have a show next week, which would technically be the end of the year, but we'll do something else for that. Um, and this is going to give give you an opportunity to talk about stuff you love this year even more for the next ninety seven seconds. All right. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I, okay. I'm going to qualify this as stuff that was new to me in 2021. Ooh, nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Ted Lasso tops my list because it's amazing. Yes. The, the more I think about it and the further away I get from viewing it, the more shine it's, uh, it's, it's accumulating, which is the mark of a quality program. Agreed. In my I'm estimation. I'm looking for, I haven't watched season two a second time yet. So that's on my to-do list. Yeah. Uh, Midnight Mass, uh, probably with Lasso 1A and 1B at the top of my 2021 entertainment Pyramid. Okay. How many times have you watched Midnight Mass? Once. Oh, just once. You haven't yeah. gone back. I, I I haven't had time to go back through eight episodes. Right. Uh. Yeah. That's. Uh. Am I just gonna go? Should I exhaust my shit? Well, no. I'll do. I'll do you one that's ping pong. Ted, yeah. Ted Lasso was also on. <laughs> Ratatat. -tat. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Ted Lasso was also on my list, so then I'll, I'll talk about uh, something uh, that might be on your list, and that's The Boys. I think the second season of The Boys uh, oh. held up so so well year? to the first season, right? Yeah, season was two. It? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah but it, uh, it lived up to all of its expectations. Okay, yeah, yeah, I thought, yes, I would agree. I thought season two did new interesting things. So, yes. From what I can remember, I don't remember a whole lot. I think of, I think it was, but I remember early, enjoying it. I think it was early this year because season three is coming out in the next couple months, right? So maybe it wasn't this year. I don't I know. Don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, comics. Uh, I, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but Catwoman: Lonely City by Cliff Chang. Mm -hmm. uh, I still haven't got the second issue yet. I'm going to get that next week. Um, and uh, Kazar or Kazar, as the kids say. That miniseries is great. And then uh, Planet si Planet Size X-Men, one-shot oversized X-Men issue 
Pepe Larraz and Marte Gracia on their on their game for that one. And uh, it's very reminiscent of that great uh, episode, uh, issue of uh, Mr. Majestic where they moves the planets. I think it's mm. Mr. Majestic number one. Uh, but similar to that Epic, was the iconic issue. Yes, the planet size X Men from this year has that All kind the of kids same. Still talk about Mr. Majestic guy. number one. I talk it's about so it bad. every chance I get. I talk about Mr. Majestic number one. Fantastic. To anybody that'll listen. It's the magnum opus of Joe Kelly's career. Mm, wow. I think Joe Kelly wrote that. I don't know. I saw Joe, the Joe Kelly name as a writer on something recently, and now I don't recall what it was. And I thought to myself, is that the same guy? I don't know. I wonder. I don't know. The story would be a lot cooler if you remembered what you yeah, it right? was on. Yeah. Shit, I'm sure someone's googling it right now. It 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 was like a oh, I think maybe it was an episode of Succession. Wow, know. that would be. Yeah, but you it, know what? I, he wasn't where I would expect, but right. But he's a man of action, and men of action have all sorts also, of skills. Those two names are super common. So, yes, I don't know. We could easily figure this out. I could do we're it not, right now. We're not going to do it though. Uh, I got one more thing on here and it's uh, a podcast recommendation and that's the Jeselnik and Rosenthal vanity project. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik, his buddy, they talk about Jeselnik, Jeselnik, Jeselnik. Does he ever say it? Is it Jeselnik? It's Jeselnik. That's terrible. Or Jeselnik. I'm just saying to somebody with a shitty name, it's it's game recognizing game. It's Jeselnik then with an S, not a Z the way I just said it. Jeselnik. All right. But still, I guess it's better than Jezelnik because Jezelnik sounds like a <laughs> something, <laughs> something else. So Jezelnik, I'm sure, with, an, with a hard S. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're, it's great. They have a whole format to theirs. Something weird you do with a turkey. <laughs> they have a format to theirs that I like. Uh, they have a segment where they recommend shit. They have a segment where they... Uh, like uh, tackle news stories in a humorous way. They have a segment where they answer kind of like Jay Leno emails. They answer list of viewer emails. Ooh, or listener emails. That's a thing I've heard some some podcasts get emails. Yeah, very much. Uh, very much a by the book. Jay, we Leno should do a show. thing where we uh, we read funny news headlines. We can. Next year, that's a 2020 thing. That's right. Format change. Uh, any any other shout outs or recommendations you want to do? Before? Uh, yeah, those two. Uh, it follows. I guess was my favorite movie of 2021, even though it was not released in 2021, and I cannot recall what else I saw in 2021 movie wise. So by default, this one wins. Um, but I, I imagine, even if I could remember other things I had watched this year that would be in play for my favorite. So it, it's, it's a, it's a worthy, uh, yeah. Worthy yeah. winner. I, I was looking for a different word, but I couldn't do it. I don't know. Champion. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yes. Good. I know you have an opportunity to view that. And so you should, because I really want to talk about it with somebody and know you're going to hate it. Well, that would be a first if if I am the negative part on a on one of one of these uh, things we discuss. 
uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Another another show I, that was new to me this year was Billy on the Street. Billy Eichner, just being Billy Eichner. You're like great a for... 72-year-old man who just got, like, YouTube. <laughs> no, it's, uh, what the fuck was it on? It's on, uh, like, HBO Max or Netflix or something. There's yeah, but that, that, it. it's but from, that... It's from, like, six years ago. Yeah, it's from, like, a Tonight Show from, like, a decade ago. No, it's like his, his own show. It's his own show on some right, network. but it start it started as a segment on yeah, well, Jay Leno or Jimmy Fallon or something. Yeah, so did The Simpsons. Okay. Uh, wow. But I, I thought about it because I just started Difficult People on Hulu, I think, which is a scripted program with him and somebody else. I don't know, but it's not great. It's fine to put on. Okay. Right. It, it, yeah, it's like a it's like a nastier version of Seinfeld where they're all awful people that nitpick everything. Right. Uh but, 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 oh, F1 Drive to Survive. Awesome show. Love the show even though I've fallen off the bandwagon with the actual sports because I don't yeah. I just can't. It doesn't matter. I can't mm-hmm. watch it. I, I I can't view it. So it, Right. You have to have yeah. multiple streaming venues. Uh, uh, YouTube channel, some more news. I already talked about that previously. Great, 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 super funny. Uh, comic book, the only comic book I've read all year Superman, Son of Kalal. And I, I, I super dig it. So I will, the, uh, that's at the top of my comic book list again by default because it's the only entry. So, congratulations, everybody. Uh, podcast. Uh, I only have the one and stories of Jesus as told by atheists. It's super funny. A couple of British folks go uh, book by book through the Old Testament and the New Testament, and it's a hoot. I love it. Uh-huh. I'll have to check that out. That sounds uh, like something I would enjoy. Yeah, earlier when you were describing uh, difficult people, I think you said something like... Uh, That's what we almost called this show. Yeah, like they're they're terrible people who just complain about things. Is that how you described them on that show? Yeah, it, it, well, that's ultimately, you know, that's what Seinfeld is. That's what Curb right. Your Enthusiasm is, uh, sunny in Philadelphia. So, yes, it's that. They're just a couple of awful people. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's, that, 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 that's the show. It's the perfect segue into us being awful, awful nerds or awful geeks. Nonconformist geeks. Nonconformist. That's what your beanie means. That you're nonconformist. Uh, yeah. So I was. So when you mentioned the movies, I, I the only two movies. I don't. You know, not counting what I watched yeah, at home, but I think I only saw Shang Chi and uh, hmm. No Way Home in That's the movie right. theater this year. Yeah. I mean, there were other things. Uh, Suicide Squad. But I mean, I watched uh, that at home. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Right. Oh, I realize that I'm just saying. I think I've only went to two movie, like two movies this year. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, I don't know. And both because you went to see them first, and like the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess spoilers. Oh, I saw Free Guy in the theaters. <laughs> I'm real glad about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fifty bucks. You're never gonna get back. Um, what what pisses you off more, the money spent or the time spent? Like, it's would you com- have donated? 
Would you have with, donated that money to a shelter and not seen the movie? In hindsight, yes. Yes, if I could go back in time with the stipulation that I still have to spend that money somehow. Sure. Right. It, it, the, the problem with theaters is it's it's the double whammy of spending the money and then being trapped regardless if you're enjoying it or not. Uh, yeah, so because of you, I went and saw Shang-Chi earlier this year, and we already had did an episode on that. We did. Uh, and, and then, uh, again, because of you, I was probably going to see the movie anyways, but... I I I I went. I rushed and saw it yesterday morning. And like I said, Ugh. well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say morning because I did drink rosé throughout watching the movie. So it wasn't morning. It was technically brunch ish mm. time. You know. Uh, yeah. So I, was, I drank some. I drank a, a half bottle of rosé while I watched this movie. Spider Man. Uh, no way. Wait. No way home. Yeah, part what the, were you gonna say? Part of the branding issue. I keep confusing it with Far From Home. It's it's uh, I, I don't like that, but that's not what this you don't is like about. the home trilogy. No, it's <laughs> yeah. So spoiler alert, uh listener, if you haven't Spider-Man seen it yet, home alone, you might want to pause this, go watch the two hour and forty minute movie Spider-Man No Way Home, and then come back and hit play. Mm. Timestamp it. Should we wait? No. All right. That'd be funny. So, <laughs> if we just sat here for two hours and 40 minutes while listener ran to go see the first available showing. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with, with, with likes. Cause again, let's get all the positivity out of the way, you know, like, so that way if someone shuts off the podcast for the last half, Right, they have they have a whole different opinion of us than they will an hour from now. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, my first sure. note here. Let's do that. My first note here, which you, I don't know if you agree with, but I ship Peter and MJ. The casting, the the I, chemistry, the the way they're written. I like um, that. Uh, uh, I I I ship that. You've adopted the ship or ship idea. Yeah, this is definitely um, a this is definitely a ship, not a ship. Oh, I I ship it as well. Yes. Uh, y- yes. I I I I like I like these iterations of the characters in combination with the casting, in combination with um, them being a thing. So yeah, sure. Yes, I didn't have yeah. that listed, but because it's it was the plus of the last movie, I guess. Yeah, I feel like maybe I don't remember anything of the last movie because I I think I I remember talking about it. I was thinking about it today. Our episode on that movie, I can remember that as that is a thing that I can recall. Um, it must have been special. Yeah, uh, probably. I, I I recall thinking it was fine. Yeah, it was probably we probably saved it for a double size anniversary issue episode. Uh, yeah, but you know, like sometimes the way you say something's fine is the way like a southerner says "bless your heart." Like it's kind of like like you're you're throwing daggers oh, even exactly. when you say it's fine. Yeah, 
All right. Uh, what's what's first on your likes list? Because mine's probably longer than yours, so I can lap in uh, here. I guarantee you it is. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I really liked Pete. Okay, fuck. I, we're not. Let's, I guess we're just saying things about the movie. I mean, obviously it's fine because, <laughs> listener, you just saw the movie, so never mind. It's, that's right. Uh, I liked Peter being able to sense the Green Goblin in Norman when he would take his turns. Uh, I thought that was clever and neat and well done. So uh, bravo to writer that came up with that one. There are too many to name, so I don't, I, I can't tell you who it was. Well, have they, uh, have they really played up? Like when he, when it happened in this movie, I actually had to think like, has it happened in other Tom Holland movies? Have we, have we seen him acknowledge his spider sense? So, so openly and honestly with the American public? No, and I remember that being one of our uh, our nitpicks with Far From Home is his Peter Tingle wasn't working, but they didn't establish that his Peter Tingle just wasn't working. So, wow. It's one of those important things that you have to do if it's going to be a plot point. Right. Sorry, let me write down the name of this episode real quick. <laughs> Peter Tingle. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that was cool. Like you, knew, at least like you knew something was up because you've been waiting for it anyways. Do that boring ass long montage of of, uh, of like robotics high school high school robotics. You were waiting for something to trigger and move the movie into its next phase. So that was a good uh, good thing. Good transition. Uh, it was it was a clever notion. Yes. How do you feel? You're probably going to hate it because you probably think no. it's it's. You probably think it's uh, useless. But uh, I I enjoyed That's the Matt. Bet. I enjoyed the Matt Murdock cameo. Ah, I thought it. I thought it. So fit. did my theater audience. Yes, I thought it was placed well. I thought it was done well. Uh, I, I I the the two young ladies sitting right next to me could not have been alive when the Sam Raimi movies came out right yes but that's but a nitpick later they, on they, yes they they clapped for every callback from from doc ock uh what are we talking oh we're talking yeah. about matt murdoch yeah he caught a brick because he's a very good lawyer yes yes yeah uh sure i yeah. I, I i have watched a handful of reviews from some of the biggest movie review channels on YouTube. Uh -huh. And a lot of them go, I was so happy to see Matt Murdock. It's like, eh. he had what are you 15 seconds of screen time, maybe and did yeah, nothing. I don't know why you're attacking me right now, but it, it served a purpose to bridge the, the, to let, to bridge the everything. Sure. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. My, my, Fuck, 14 year old now was three seats down. And as soon as he came on the screaming, he yelled, That's Daredevil. Did you throw something at his head for talking at him? He's never movie? seen the show. He just watched some YouTube video where they said, Oh, look, Daredevil's in the movie too. Look out for Daredevil. 
You should have got up and pulled him out by his ears for speaking during a movie. Oh, he was. Yeah. He was okay. a chatterbox through the whole thing, just like everybody uh, else. Yeah. There was a guy in my uh, theater who was basically like expli- doing the same thing. Like when Wong showed up, he's like, oh, remember we saw Wong and Shang-Chi? Like, you know, he's like magic, like Asian magic guy. <laughs> like he's doing that shit. But again, I'm. You know, I'm ha- I'm drinking my rosé. I'm okay. The only laugh I had the whole time sitting in the theater was during the second teaser, the the, the Doctor Strange trailer, where Wanda comes on screen, and and Doctor Strange goes, "Wanda, I need your help." And my 14 year old goes, "It's Wanda." Right after Doctor Strange says it, <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. <laughs> oh yeah mm, something just kicked in too I yeah uh, yeah i bet give me a hoot uh but i liked it i thought it was a comic i thought it was a very comic booky thing to do in a comic book movie i could have done away with the like okay you're gonna say like uh, okay, like sure. that little quip the little quip about catching the brick like uh, he should have just caught the brick, and they should have just looked at each other rather than. You didn't have to acknowledge it. You didn't have to have a joke there, you know. Like that—that that was one of the biggest failings of the movie as a whole. Was I got big Ghostbusters twenty sixteen vibes, where it's just scenes of endless improv and people just constantly talking. And nobody just lets anything sit and breathe. Right. The joke can't just be the joke without somebody else in scene acknowledging the joke. Yeah. Again, as soon as Murdoch caught the brick, it would have been, it would have landed better if everyone was just like surprised. And then it cut to happy Hogan being fucking happy Hogan. Uh Yeah. There was a lot of uh, it, like old school comic shit where you're seeing and they're explaining at the same time rather than just yeah letting something be. Uh, so your theater was loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. In general, it was it was a unique movie going experience for me. I haven't experienced anything like that. I would have thought something like uh, Force Awakens or something, and maybe at an earlier showing it would have been. Uh, 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 more raucous, but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, Endgame was my favorite movie going experience, and nobody just yelled things and pointed out stuff. It was, I don't know what was so special for people about this. It could be that thing where you have, so let's say you have like a 33 year old incel guy who finally gets a date and she's like 27. He's been a geek his whole life. She might've only been a Mar- MCU geek. So she doesn't get the Spider-Man shit, the older Spider-Man shit. So he's got, someone's got to explain it and they want to be the first person to explain it. Cause then if they get on their phone later and find out about it, then the other guy's not special. The guy who could have yelled in her ear during the movie theater. The thing that drives me nuts about these, these people at the movies now is they don't even try it. It's not like a loud whisper. They're just straight up talking in the way I'm yelling into my mic right now. This guy's yelling into his girlfriend's fucking ear, you know, about uh, some fucking, uh, 
you know, who Doc <laughs> Connors is and shit. Like, oh, fuck, man. That's yeah. the lizard. That's the lizard. The lizard, it's the guy. It's the doctor. Yeah. It, I. It, this is just for me. I'm going to uh, give a thought callback to an episode of Difficult People that I just watched where Billy Eichner breaks up with a guy because he's a participator. Like he sings happy birthday to strangers in restaurants when like the restaurant staff sings yeah. and he volunteers to go up for like magic tricks and shit. That, that's what it felt like my theater audience was doing. It was yeah. like I was it was like I was seeing uh Rocky Horror Picture Show or something at midnight. Yeah. That, I don't well, understand. When the, the 12-year-old next to me got the, the biggest thrill out of hearing Doc Ock say the power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Nobody fucking cares about anything he's ever said. <laughs> what is happening? I don't yeah, and I can't imagine what a um, world. We gotta we gotta get through this at some point, but I can't imagine even like uh I saw it at 1010 uh on a Monday, and my theater was only about a third full. How full was yours? Oh my god. COVID oh, full? 85%, uh, 90%. Yeah, some jackass. So I bought my tickets online, and there were two people had already taken the perfect middle spot. In the in the second front row, these cunts. They, those tickets should be like twice as much, just for no. me. But then, uh, so I didn't sit next to them. I gave myself a space, and then I got my ticket. And when I got there, someone had bought the seat right next to me. Oh fuck! The rest of the aisle is open. There's only like six of us in the entire front aisle. So someone had gotten. So once the movie finally started, I moved to the end, anyways. <laughs> but. What a ridiculous thing for that gentleman to do. But anyways, uh, yeah. um, I don't know how you're going to hate this too. And I don't know how well it plays having a 48 year old Toby Maguire or 46 year old Toby Maguire. He's had some work done. And like a 30, he's rough. I mean, he's he's 48 going on 60. And then uh, a a 35 year old Andrew Garfield. Henry Cavill's Superman upper lip. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they had to digitally move anything. Other than like frown lines and shit, crow's feet. Uh, but yeah, like I enjoyed the interplay between the three Peters. I thought they played it earnestly, and it was almost like an inside joke. And uh, I enjoyed yeah, all that. It was, it, yeah. It, but but yes. how does a twelve-year-old enjoy that, or a fifteen-year-old enjoy that? Unless they went back, like their dad showed them Thor, and they loved it. So like, oh, I guess that's probably it. Like they're they're dumbass parents showed them that shit on blu-ray in anticipation for seeing this Probably. several nights ago i put on oh. the first toby Maguire spider-man movie and within 15 minutes everybody just left the room <laughs> yeah except you you're taking notes on sam raimi's storytelling <laughs> style <laughs> <laughs> it's so, uh, it's, yeah. at least he's, he has a story a, visual a storytelling style. sensibilities <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's insane. Uh, I watched, uh, well, I was trying to watch a thing on YouTube to that recap this movie because my memory is so bad. And so they were showing like little clips of even Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies that are only like eight years old and they look like they were made in the 80s. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man shit looks like it was made in like the fuck in like 1987. It's a contemporary of Michael Keaton's Batman is what that shit looks like. I mean, it by looks today's so standards, fucking old. It's a little rough. But 
you know. It, it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, whatever. We, we, we also had a previous episode where you ranked your Spider-Man's movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So someone can go. Was one. Yeah, someone can go check that out though. Listener can recap that and then send me a tweet with the episode number so I can retweet it. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought it was neat. I liked the sort of like did this happen in your world? Like the it's like a <clears throat> it's like three generations, even though the older two are about you know only not that far apart. It's like you know. Tobey Maguire looks like Andrew Garfield's father, so that that part uh, works. But I, I like the interplay between the three of them. That's all. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. I, I, <laughs> I've, like I said, I've watched a bunch of stuff and I have read a bunch of stuff, and the consensus seems to be that Andrew Garfield was everybody's favorite part. That he stole the show. Uh, he. Is he a good actor? I don't know. Maybe. I, I haven't really seen him in anything else. Uh, he overacts the fuck out of everything in all of these Spider-Man movies. I know that. So he's he's uh, he's on par. Eh. He's not as good an actor as Willem Dafoe. But, but they both love the taste of that scenery equally. Yeah, uh, oh, I already forgot what I was gonna say, but yes, I like I like Andrew Garfield. I think I think he overreacts just enough. But oh, yeah, I was gonna he, say you you don't like fine. quirky, so he's a little quirky, he's a little different. I don't think you like that. So he does a you you thing think it's a gimmick? Yeah, both, you think it's a he gimmick. does a thing that both Tom Holland and Tommy Guire don't, and I think it's because he is at his roots a stage actor is that he overacts inside the suit because he can't emote. So he has to do it all with the body language. He's constantly making these weird little movements and shaking his head and waving his hands around and shit. He's, he's, uh, he's OCD Spider-Man. He's like, uh, he's like on the spectrum Spider-Man. Yeah, it, which is fine. It's it's a choice he made, and it's a choice the director approved of. So it sets him apart, I guess. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's just a different way of moving. It's like Keaton's Batman that had to move his shoulders to turn all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not a choice he made. It was a thing. It was a it was a wardrobe choice, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, hey, it's fine. You, yeah. It, it, yes, it's fine. I like Tom Holland overall as Spider-Man. He would be my top choice. But in this movie, eh, maybe I enjoyed uh, the hair more. Yeah, he is hairy. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Keaton riding high on the success of Mr. Mom coming to you this fall as Bruce Wayne. Uh yeah, one of the things I really love about this movie, I mean, if love, this might be one thing I do love about this movie. Oh. Uh, finally, hopefully severing the ties between the Tony Parker fucking Spider-Man shit that the MCU created because they needed it. Tony Stark and yeah, Peter not, Parker, not our friend Tony Parker. <laughs> oh, oh, did I No, it is funny. It's funny <laughs> to call him Tony Parker, and now he's just Peter Parker because he's not 
not a Stark guy anymore. Yeah. Uh, sorry if I misspoke there. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I hated the... I hate everything Iron Man has to do with Spider-Man in the current MCU incarnation, other than mentor mentee. I like that they like each other because they're smart. But the, the, the fucking spider suits, the fucking nanotechnology bullshit... The Stark Tech bullshit, I think, has been a detriment to this character since he was introduced. This is a hard disagree for me. Uh, one of my favorite parts and why I think I like Homecoming so much was the suit. I liked him because you want Spider-Man. I mean, his thing is that he's funny, right? Like he's the quippy superhero guy. And if he doesn't have anybody to talk to, then he can't do that. So I, I liked his rapport with his suit, with, you know, uh, uh, the name Karen didn't age very well, but I, I liked the idea that, you know, he he had somebody to talk to all the time. It was, it was nice. It was, it was sweet. In the context of that movie, did it, you know, is it a thing that needed to continue? I don't know. I'm not, not really like the the iron spider suit. Yeah, the the nanotech stuff. I not a giant fan of. But uh, no, I I liked all the stuff in Homecoming though with the suit. The suit worked. That that, that suit to that degree worked for me. So it, it, I I have seen this as a common complaint among a lot of other people was uh, um, this this Spider Man wasn't the other spider-mans right he wasn't born from tragedy and loss uh you never really get the sense that he's um he's downtrodden that he's hurting for money that he's constantly the underdog and i didn't miss any of that shit i didn't miss any of it i think i thought that this version of the character worked well with, with all uh, uh, in context of the MCU, I, I thought it worked. I didn't need all of that stuff. That's that's fair. Uh, but again, I, I do hate the and man, maybe the first costume, you know, maybe the that's first fair, costume, but you're fucking wrong. Maybe the first costume, maybe in the movie, maybe it made sense. Because if it was the comic, we all fell in love with Spider Man just quipping with just out loud, like when he's doing anything, he was just talking out loud in the comics. Uh, yeah, to you, get that, you don't have to get that humor bubbles. across. Yeah, you don't have that. Um, so I, I get that, but yes, I uh, almost more than anything, possibly the thing I hate most in the entire MCU is the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, I don't love it. It's fucking terrible. And then the new one is just terrible. Like with the arms, and it's just get. I I like the uh, appeal, oh. not not the appeal. But I like the fact that he's got to like that you have this the, in the comics. He's got to find somewhere to change. It's, you know, it's like a pain in the ass instead of like just immediately. Right. And the, he, he still had that with the, the, the homecoming suit. That was it was still a suit. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but hopefully, hopefully with the breaking away from the Stark shit, it, it's going to it could lean itself. And the last scene kind of led itself to a new a new start kind of for this version of this character for this this tony this, or this peter parker uh it's on my cons I, list i i will say the suit isn't my favorite it's very showgirlsy circa 1999 uh you know doing uh doing a bid in vegas very shiny the blue is um, um 
But uh, I, I do like that that maybe we can start over and maybe have a more traditional Peter Parker starting out in college, you know, like has to find work and do all this other shit. Like, let's earn those relationships back, I suppose. I want if, it. If you're going to. If you're going to if you're going to end the movie like this, then, yeah, let's let's earn it back. I was fine with it. I I'm more happy than anything that he's like not in Avengers Mansion and not fucking just like building suits out of some fucking McGuffin that the screenwriter had in there to make the entire movie easy. Uh, I'm glad that he's like, oh, you know, like they did in this movie. Yes. Um, and then my last note, I don't know if you have any others. But I'll do mine and then I have we'll, one we'll more. See. OK, well, I'll do la- my last one and then we'll close. We'll close with the captain. Uh and this is something you made fun of me on on our Discord chat, but the emotional beats in this movie hit me. And maybe it was the rosé. I can't say it wasn't the rosé. Okay. I was at a calorie deficit and having a beautiful boxed rosé. Um, but it hit hard. Peter and Peter and May, I thought that scene worked out well. Again, I've already talked about Peter and MJ. Uh, I won't say May worked out well all throughout this movie, being the weird uh, guiding uh, story storyline through this movie was was a weird thing, um, but the her death scene I thought was was good, and then uh, even Andrew Garfield uh, saving MJ after he couldn't save Gwen, uh, I thought that worked well too. Okay, what's next on your what's next and final on your uh, uh, list of stuff you liked? My my second and final pro. Yes, is I liked the phone being taped to Peter's chest so he could FaceTime with MJ and Ned, even though the camera lens was taped over. Come on, guys. No, I mean, he probably had a rear-facing camera. But it's screened out so we could see them. Maybe it was like a Zoom call where I can just focus on you you know, instead of both of us, I would try to do it, but I can't be bothered. It, it, uh, it seemed yeah. a teenagery workaround thing, and I oh, I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, besides the Iron Spider suit, I hated the Inside Out suit. Oh, uh, I don't care about the Inside Out suit. I just but what a moment! If the, if this movie was all about fan service, which eighty percent of it was fan service. Why not have him put on a cut-off blue hoodie and and homage <gasps> Ben Riley instead of put his fucking uniform on inside out? Yeah, my 14-year-old could have yelled Scarlet Spider because he's seen the skin on Fortnite. All right, I got That's I got some, some di- uh and I guess for our dislikes we should reiterate every time we do one of these we try to focus on the fact that Nobody wanted, wants to make a bad movie. We're not shitting on what you like. Right. We're going to try to talk about decisions we didn't agree with and maybe talk about how we could fix how we would have made a different decision for us. Obviously, this movie has a 99% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's going to make $2 billion. So who are we to tell them they made any wrong decisions? Jesus Christ, look at us. I'm in my bedroom and you're somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Looking yeah. like the Unabomber. I, I I don't I don't know what the criteria is to be counted as a reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes, but every fuck 
with a blog or a Facebook page seemingly gets to weigh in. So, yes, something like this is going to rate a lot higher than maybe it would if, you know, it were just uh, traditional film critics. Cinema. That's right. I, I guarantee you Martin Scorsese did not like this movie. It, it, right off the bat, I think this movie could have benefited hugely from a single editor that would have been allowed to do their job. Because every scene in this movie went on four times longer than it needed to. The entire time, William Shakespeare was bouncing around in my skull saying brevity is the soul of wit which means don't waste my fucking time i i i then i i don't know what epitomizes that more than the scene being over but then the three kids turning to doc ock and doing the joke again of hey what's your name and then them laughing for two minutes yeah i think if you cut out both uh montages of them making things in two different locations you could have cut off a good 30 minutes of this movie i mean they had the montage and then they had a second montage there's a lot of meandering and just it it was just clearly unscripted if it's not improv it's direction from behind the camera saying okay now let's try this and do this and it feels like they left almost nothing out they used every second of footage that they shot because every time the theater was bright enough i was checking my watch i i could not believe when this thing was over that it was only two and a half hours I was uh, shocked. That I think that was more more surprising than Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield being in this movie was that it was only two and a half hours. <sighs> two hours and forty minutes, according to Harkins theaters. <sighs> um, so for a movie about a kid who makes a bad decision, the adult in the movie makes a worse decision. I don't understand the characterization of Doctor Strange here. I don't That's understand. One of my notes. I don't understand why he has to be here other than to promote his next movie because That's exactly it. Yes, because you could have gotten the same you could have opened the multiverse in in myriad of ways that did not need Doctor yes. Strange in this movie. He seemed uncharacteristically both careless and moved by the opinions of other people. He doesn't yeah. seem like a guy that's going to be just talked into something. Yeah, I mean, this guy calculated what fourteen billion possible yeah. outcomes, and it, knew it, that, it, and knew that half the population of the universe was going to die and then come back, and then Tony Stark was going to die, not Tony Parker, and then that, he gets bullied yeah. by a teenager into that's making- the, that is the the uh, 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 that's the Haldo maneuver of the MCU. If Doctor Strange, why does he just do that all the fucking time? If he can see the future and know how shit's going to turn out, you know, why don't we always 
you know, light speed through other starships to explode them. You can't know. So, but you, yeah, but you love that movie. Known. He should have known how this was going to turn out. Yeah, but you love Last Jedi. I um, do. Yeah. So just the fact that he was so, I'm sure the majority of people got a chuckle out of him changing the spell five times because Peter just keeps yelling shit. But to me, like it's different. Like it if was he's grating. If you were like a, if this is movie was Shazam and and uh, or you know if Captain Marvel if Zachary Levi acted like that doing something you'd be like oh well he's really a kid in a, an adult's body so of course he's gonna act like this right but, but Peter nothing, Parker's not an inconsiderate idiot and nothing to this nothing to this point has again made Doctor Strange seem like he's just like hey man let's go smoke a fucking bowl and crack jokes and and make terrible fucking decisions yeah i, I, I yeah with it, uh, i agree with your point that he should not have been here which also feeds in to my question of why does this fucking movie exist since spider-verse already did it pun intended miles better and the and the next doctor strange movie is going to be all about the multiverse did they think that the audience needed a a, a prepper it, come on come on yeah it, 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 it's no just stop yeah so part of the problem is if you're going to well not part of part of the challenge i should say is if you're going to create a sequential Essentially, the MCU is like the James Bond universe. There's 20 something movies in chronological order. If you're going to do that, you need the movie should f- somehow further the overall story, which I guess this leads into another movie that's going to further the story. But it's like a prequel to a movie that no one's demanding. Uh, but also, or do like you mentioned in our chat this morning, do the DC thing where they have one off movies, have a Spider Man versus the Sinister Six movie. You don't need it doesn't need to be a poorly rendered lizard or a poorly rendered sandman. Or, they didn't uh, get there, right? <laughs> they didn't get there. There were only five, right? Sandman, lizard, electro, green goblin, doc ock. You couldn't get six. <sighs> yeah. It's just I I, I don't Cold understand. Grace busy. Well, he lost his. Role I can answer that. It's no, I don't know if you heard. They took that role away from him and gave it to handsome Tom Hardy. Oh, they took it away. Oh, what? He lost I, it. Whatever. He yeah, lost he lost it. He lost yeah. it. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll just go through mine and then we'll go back to yours. Cause you yeah, seem... sure. All right. Uh, the whole motive I, I mentioned earlier, I liked, I like the may Peter scenes. She okay. seems like a, a caring aunt, that kind of thing. I don't. And I don't remember part of the problem is I don't remember if a lot of this has been set up already, which is a failing of the previous movies. If I don't remember that certain things have been set up as character as character traits, but has May always been about saving supervillains and just saving anybody? 
I mean, there's a difference between like providing hot meals for people and trying to get housing for the the houseless. But yeah, I don't think she had, if I remember correctly, I don't think she had anything um, of any sort of substance, character wise or background wise, in homecoming. Right. In other than other than fucking happy, right? In Far From Home, she was a victim of the blip. So when she came back, she started that foundation that helped other people oh. reacclimate or whatever okay so okay so maybe i'm just supposed to be smarter but also, and I, understand. How, how i don't know how big a presence does she need to be in these stories i think the answer is not very well i just so so my my peeve here is that like uh save the bad guys you're better than this peter this whole thing that, well first of all the whole thing that all of these villains just have uh something you could put on their body and it will make them a good guy again uh that's new to me like i didn't just know that you could just fucking uh build something in your fucking macguffin box and then you can solve all these super villains problems uh, i guess i don't re- i did not remember that that Doc Ock was like fighting with his arms and there was like a control thing. I didn't know that was like a thing. I forgot all about that because that movie was 20 years ago. Um, oh, wait. Okay. You're, you mean that the arms were controlling him, not that Peter incapacitated his arms with the nanotech. Well, both are ridiculous. Yeah. Who knew that could happen? Uh, Tony Parker knew. Uh, yeah, so I just don't get like the, the entire long portion of the middle of this movie was about trying to drag, trying to rehabilitate villains when it, there's, there's no reason for him to do this, that (sighs) send them back. So they're dead. They're already dead. It's all very confusing. Like all of it. it. it would be different it, if that was to- one of my. I, I have a list of bullet points here of stuff I didn't understand, and this is one of them. That uh, why? Yeah, the curing thing. It, why were they curing these villains without their consent? Sounds it, a lot like it, a- it's like it's like sterilizing prisoners. Yeah. Oh, it's some straight up fucking. Uh- uh, like 1984 bullshit. Yeah, uh, it's, know, ha- it's problematic. Tale. It's Handmaid's Tale shit. None of these dudes asked to be fixed. Yeah, they, I I can't believe that this is a thing that more people aren't talking about. This this is yeah. this is Wonder Woman raping that guy in Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, this yeah, is a big deal. They did not give consent. This is this is Elsa. Uh, 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 making Olaf the snowman in Frozen. She can just create life? Does nobody want to talk about this? Yeah, and also sure, save their lives, and then, but then send them back to a world that they they died in? That That's on my list of question marks. This is very I mean, unclear. I mean, How does because this work? Does it work like the Infinity Stones where they get placed back at the second they were Right, but then also, what's the butterfly effect of uh, if they don't ever fight the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and he never convinces him to change because he's already changed? 
what what does the butterfly effect of like that turn up into in the Raimi verse? I mean, is it just coincidental that some of these villains happen to be plucked out of their universes the second before they were going to die, and some of them weren't? I thought they was all that were. one of the rules. I mean, Lizard didn't. Lizard wasn't going to die. He didn't die. Sandman didn't die. No, that's right. They're just incarcerated. And and the it, so it's only people that knew Peter was Spider Man because Electro didn't know. Right. You know, uh, Lizard didn't know. I don't think Sandman didn't know, did he? Yeah, I thought, well, you know, in all those movies, they take their masks off to everyone, the first people they find. So they probably it's did all, know. It, there's a huge, huge degree of don't think about it ism in this movie. Yeah. Which is really troubling for me. Yeah, like uh, Andrew Garfield being like, hey, I'm a grown fucking adult. I'm almost 40. I'm not going to jump up on the roof and put on a show for you. Clowns. That was a perfect example of a scene that went on for too long. You knew they used every bit of what they shot for that. Maybe that's an Andrew Garfield's contract. He's like, look, I'll give you 12 hours of my time, but you're going to use every take. No second, no second more, no second less. That was post may being killed. Yes. Okay. So you have all this momentum building going into the showdown in the third act, and you're going to stop to have Andrew Garfield crawl across the ceiling to get a spider web out of the corner that Ned's grandma asked him to, to clean up. Yeah. Imagine how much more emotional impact it would be if, you know, so let so if they have spider sense, right, then technically when Doc Ock showed up on the bridge with, uh, with, uh, Peter, uh, hot, hot, young Peter, new Peter, current Peter. Uh, wouldn't Tobey Maguire, Peter, wouldn't his spider sense have said like Doc Ox up on the bridge? Like, wouldn't that have been a great time to introduce him earlier in the movie? Introduce Andrew Garfield earlier in the movie. And then when May gets killed, all three of them have to re- have to live through that instead of just our Peter. Maybe it takes it away from our Peter's emotional journey. But yeah, to introduce I mean- them at the beginning of the third act, because the dude just can make hand movements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Think, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. Yes. The rules for people coming. So, so, so maybe there are, maybe that's all the, the Peter Parker's in the multiverse. Cause that's all we saw. And they're the only ones that we know of. I mean, if you wear the, if so, if you're, if you're, if you're Ned, cause that's Ned leads, right? If that's Ned's Ned. Uh, Hobgoblin apparently. Right. Yes. You're right. So if you're Ned future reporter, Ned leads, or that's a different Ned in Daredevil. What? Ned yeah, Leeds. The, 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 the reporter in Daredevil. It's not Ned his... Leeds. No. Okay. Uh, let's Joey Pants. It. Yeah, who does he play? <laughs> ben Urich. Ben Urich. Okay. All right. Let's start over. Let's hang on. Take it back to one. Gold. You're gold. <laughs> so uh yeah, I mean, like, I guess if if you're if you have any sort of innate magical ability all you need is the sling ring and that makes you a sorcerer that's another question on my bullet point list <laughs> like i get that there's like ranks to this shit like sorcerer supreme and doc strange now is under wong because wong had to hold shit down for five years i get all that that's fine 
But does that mean if I got my Hogwarts letter, but I couldn't attend, but I showed up and just slipped the sling ring on, I could do shit? By the way, the sling ring, that is something that is a real word and a real title, a thing in a movie cinematic universe. Yes. The slang ring. As is on my list. Yeah. Hit it, brother. How did Spider-Man know to take Strange's sling ring before disappearing out of the mirror universe? I think it was an accident. Oh, it's pretty intentional to me. <laughs> I don't remember. I, yeah. <laughs> He remember. said he's stuck there, but he doesn't know how long. Uh, yeah, I, I think he said twelve hours. But anyways, the the thing that uh, the thing that bothers me is if if uh, man, you are. I knew as soon as I saw started seeing your messages about this, I said he's going to make me upset about this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, what were Tobey Maguire and uh, Andrew Garfield doing? for the two days or the day before someone reached out to them, you know, why weren't they like, why weren't they actively pursuing? Maybe they were, I guess they don't have other superheroes in their universe. So they don't know how to do something like this, but you would think that they would show up at one of the other big fights. The oh, fact that in they, the movie. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. Not like, not like as actors. No, I, I was trying to figure out like, yeah. Okay. Right. But okay. They both but, make a comment yeah. about they've been there for a couple days. Oh, did they? But, but, yeah. But then they never say like I've been looking everywhere for you guys. I I went to the bridge to track down Doc Ock. He was already gone. No, I, don't I don't know. None of that. They're just like, oh, thank God, someone found us. Like someone's doing it for us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Toby was also, probably at a Holiday Inn or something. Yeah. But even something like with all the with all the throwaway lines in this movie, it would be fun to see like when Toby McGuire shows up not wearing the suit. Someone say, "Why aren't you wearing the suit?" And he's like, "It's a, like if you, it's embarrassing. Who walks around in pajamas all day?" And then Andrew Garfield is standing there in his suit. You know, like there were jokes that could have been made that would have made sense in this movie. I, I'm I'm grateful they didn't make any more jokes. Maybe we should just maybe we should just end it here. Maybe we should just be done. Yeah, we're an hour into it. Nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> I'm three beers in. There's no way this gets better than it is right now. <laughs> yes, let's yeah, let's cut it here. We'll do part yeah. two. Okay. All right. This is unacceptable. Kevin Feige has hacked my Wi-Fi and is trying to silence me. And you know what? I'm not going to have it. i got another page of bullshit notes on this movie. And I'm going to get through them. <laughs>